I think I lost you talking about um, the, the, the ways in which there are certain episodes of Synquic News that you had learned um, something from. Oh, um, yeah, just basically that like there was a there was a lesson there of, um, you know, try, doing doing work or or even certain making certain decisions, creative decisions to make your work more digestible to meet someone halfway isn't like, uh, th you know, throwing your integrity away. It's like, no, you know, if there's if you have like a very specific vision, sure. But just, um, you know, it's some, it's some, it's just like the respectful, compassionate choice is to say like, Hey, this is already a really complicated subject. Let me try and meet you some, you know, in some middle ground. Um, and all the hangups I had around that were just my own pretentious bullshit of like, oh, I hate, you know, dumbing down my thing to like, I'm going to make this stupid, stupid little video to like appeal to people. It's like, no, I mean, you're, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it takes, it's not, it's not like that. No, like, it's funny because I, I, um, I think I'm having similar kind of revelations recently of, how much like I really loved that style like you say of um, really letting everything be unedited um, and I thought that there was something that was so like and it, it is there's something sort of countercultural about it because precisely most of the content on YouTube that is popular isn't that way um so i felt that by doing that i was sort of exercising something that <laughs> that that maybe a, a style that needed to be exercised or something um and i think that's one of the things that i most enjoyed about terence mckenna weirdly enough there's almost like a sort of a, a way in which what he said was very interesting but I think what I liked about him as well is just the fact that he could speak for five hours and just, you know, and that's, and that's the, the audio file, you know, you have this audio file of, of someone ranting for five hours. And I thought this is so like different. I'd never heard anything like that. Everything is something that just isn't edited at all. And it's just someone just going off for five hours. I thought that was amazing. And, and yet I think that, I agree. I, I I think that there is a way in which uh, I got into a state of mind where I was just almost not even considering the audience to exist in some weird way. Uh, it, again, it was this like weird solipsism where I I needed the audience because I felt as if recording a video. And not posting it online didn't give me the the sense of vulnerability that I wanted or something. Being, you know, excessively cynical here, maybe, but just that uh, I, I it's as if I depended on the audience, but I wasn't really taking them into account because, like you say, I wasn't really considering that they are making an effort to watch the video. They're maybe taking some time off. My video is maybe going to be, you know, a chunk of their 
it's going to be a chunk of their day, right? And 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 to just um, uh, as much as I love the the Terence McKenna style of just yeah, you know, let's just upload a five hour video, and whoever whoever has the time to watch it will watch it. I I completely I I I think that's also important. There's an important lesson in that. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, I think that I'm really learning to. I think many yeah. of us also had to deal with the uh, the harsh reality that we're not as good as riffing for five hours as Terrence McKenna is. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, I go back and I listen to myself, and I'm like, oh no, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I need yeah. to be edited. It. <laughs> yeah, and exactly that's the the funny thing um what like uh i feel that there is also this sort of um so i i feel that, that there was like a, a weird way in which the the snake bites its tail here because making unedited content to me felt like i was disregarding the rigid rules of of the superego or something of the status quo and and just really like going against rebelling right and and really like okay i'm not going to edit my video i'm not going to worry about all these things that i'm supposed to worry about um again because for me personally that was the main fear i had in social situations is that i overly I, I overly edit myself. I'm I'm liable to overly editing myself in social situations and not saying certain things and saying some things that maybe I don't want to say, but that are what the group wants to hear or something. And so I thought, okay, in order to train myself to not do that, let's take YouTube or art in general as some sort of a training ground for that and really like just say stuff without caring what is expecting of you to say or what you're not allowed to say and so on. But then the, the, the paradox of that is that in doing that excessively, <laughs> right, without any kind of like balance, you end up, I ended up um, getting into the state of mind that I was describing earlier where by making a bunch of videos and just sort of like speaking in tongues, so to speak, I kind of got myself into a creative frenzy, which mm, pumped up the synchronicity and pumped up that kind of state of mind where everything is a sign and I'm just following the rules. So it's with, in order to escape following the rules, I got myself pumped up into this trance-like state of, of speaking in tongues, which, uh, you know, brought about as a, a kind of mm, a, a surfing of synchronicity that that made me more liable to follow rules <laughs> than than what I yeah than what I intended at the beginning. Um, yeah, it's strange. That's also really interesting. Is that like, I think I have it's maybe in social situations where where you and I are different. In that you said you know you're less likely to say what you really mean or. Uh, sort of go out and you know out of your your comfort zone in a social setting, whereas I find 
you know, particularly, um, I think I'm just like a, I could just be like a, a little loud asshole out in public. Mm. <laughs> so I, I don't, me not having that restriction. So it's almost like if you feel rep- that you're repressing yourself in social settings, it's like you're then taking to the internet to be like, oh, I need to rebel from that and, you know, have this sort of punk rock, like, fuck it, you know, no production. I'm just going to break free of the boundaries of my own mental blocks. And then, and that's sort of your impetus to create that is based on, and I almost feel like I'm doing, I'm coming from the opposite place of like out in public, I'm just, and then suddenly I'm like I have regrets and I'm like man I just fucking like just spewed a bunch of shit that I didn't you know was not carefully Mm -hmm. thought out and I want to go home and quietly sit down like how could I have said that better how do I really you know agonize over these sentences so that they (laughs) they're they're carefully thought out because I didn't do that when I was trying to talk about it to to my friend or whatever Mm -hmm. um and that's that's really interesting uh that's really really interesting that like our our sort of different outer personalities create these different impulses creatively uh that's very very interesting i i i also just want to say as someone who now is trying to make more thought out content and and to say this is this is a overall problem that I'm having is I, you know, I, I went from 2000, God, I'm going to say 2008 to 2016. I was just constantly producing. I was constantly writing, making artwork, whatever, however much, you know, whatever it was, whatever it was, I was like, it was non fucking stop for all that time. And then when I stopped, I have had the hardest time getting back into it. So, I mean, I used to be able to pump a Sync Quick News out realistically, you know, in like 30 hours or something, you know, uh, from scripting to recording (laughs) to producing everything, you know. (laughs) Wow. And now it's like I can't. I struggle to write a script. I struggle. Um, I just, I've lost that spontaneity. And in one respect, again, it's like this, it's a quote unquote good thing of, Hey, I was, I want to be more care. I want to keep more carefully think out this stuff. And, you know, a, a classic example would be, I'd make a sync quick news. And then I'm like, Oh fuck. I for- totally forgot to mention this one thing that I feel was really important and would tie it all together. Um, like I made this, uh, it's like Sync Quick News 17, I think. It's basically, it's um, about like goats and lightning and 9-11 and all this sort of stuff. And I completely forgot to mention that, you know, George Bush reading My Pet Goat was like that was like that was like the, my inspiration for making that episode and I yeah. didn't even mention it in the episode because I was just so like rushing into production and then I'm like oh fuck so I you know put it on the 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 imagery on like the the still imagery and I 
wrote in the the text description of the video like hey so you know how George Bush was reading this book that day we'll think of that in terms of this you know video or whatever it's like I yeah. wish I basically I wish I had remembered to put that content into the actual video itself but again I was just in this rush of production uh to try and get the uh, at that point I was trying to do a sync news every week and while working a full-time job and just like it was hard you know so um now I'm at the point where I feel like I'm overthinking things and I'm like, it should not take me over a month to write a script when I used to, used to knock it out in a few hours. And, you know, again, maybe it was, maybe there's a middle ground. Uh, <laughs> I would really like to find that middle ground where I could work faster and trust a little bit more in the spontaneity Um but not work so fast that I haven't thought it through and I end up regretting something I say or, or, or something like that. So, uh, it's, it's funny how that happens, uh, in it, how the inspiration for making a video ends up being the thing that you forget to put in it. Like that, I, I, I agree that that's happened to me and it's funny cause it's almost as if that thing is so important that it becomes the, the eye of the mandala and I become so busy outlining all of the details that surround that sacred object that I don't even mention it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, <laughs> but, um, and yeah. Well, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe it's <laughs> right. I mean, when I think of myself doing it, I think of it as being dumb. And then I heard you say, well, it's so dumb. And I'm like, oh, man, don't beat yourself up. You know, it's like, uh, it's not like that. And then I'm like, oh, right. Again, this is where it, the reminder of the solipsistic uh, reminder that actually hearing somebody else say something is you realize, oh, it's it's not it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> and it's true. It's like and, and maybe the. If the if that is the most, that's sort of the kernel of the idea, as you say, that's the eye of the mandala. By showing everyone the outer ring, you're allowing them to come to the center on their own. I you know what I mean is like some someone who yeah. watches. I, I don't know. I don't know what your example would be for you, one of your videos, but say for me is like okay, someone watches my video and they're like. Oh shit! Yeah, my pet goat, George Bush, totally. And then that's something they're allowed to sort of make that connection for themselves. That it almost the eye doesn't need to be explicitly pronounced always. You know, it's funny. I think this to me seems to be a central issue in any kind of sync video making or. Yeah, let's call it sync video making. In that, the, the, it's this struggle between how much to say and how much and how much to not say. Because uh, sometimes I found that, like, there have been videos I've made where I've tried to collect every single imagine it's like an analysis of a movie or something and you i'm trying to collect every single thing that i see and and compress it into a script 
And there've been moments when that has worked really well. And I'm really happy that I've been, I've managed to convey that somehow, but there have been times when it really feels like um, the excess of information and of connections makes the video very difficult to uh, absorb, I feel, and uh, almost kills some of the life in it because I've tried to... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I see that with uh, sync blog posts, sync videos. I've experienced that over and over personally in trying to create them. And again, I've seen that in other people's work. It's the, it's the, there is a balance. There, there's a balance that is needed where if it's just total information overload where you're like, oh, if I show these 97 connections, then it'll be irrefutable. Clearly, mm. no one could deny how powerful the synchronicity yeah. is if they see these whole huge web. And it's like, no, no, man, like that's that's not it. And I've come to this thing. Um, I think this was sort of Jake Katza had. Uh, I feel like I heard him say this on a podcast years ago. Um, but I didn't. It's not till recently that I've really understood it and tried to integrate it personally is like looking for the the wow moment so mm. um you know you could say oh and look and then you have this here's this like slew of like numerology and here's this like whole other like tangent you can go on and here's this blah 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 it's like no no what is the thing oh did you know that um i don't know right kurt russell kurt russell lands his plane on the World Trade Center, um, and then he goes to the Stargate. He literally flies a plane yeah. into the World Trade Center, and then is the first one to go through the Stargate. Cool. <laughs> that is like, period. Stop there. Because, you know, we can make a whole fucking 20-minute video about, and then Kurt Russell's also in this movie where this happens, and you can go on and on and on. But I think once you go on and on and on, you've lost the sort of wow the one-to-one thing of the, the power of that major synchronicity almost gets diluted. And rather than being supported by all of this other information, rather than being enhanced, it becomes diluted in the sea yeah. of, of smaller, lesser connections, um, which maybe require a little more imagination on the viewer, uh, viewer's part. And then you're like, You've, you've lost them. And, uh, so yeah, uh, really trying. And that's another thing that I feel like the, when I said I've learned some lessons that there was value in the sort of sync quick news did end up having lessons for me. That's definitely one of them of, Hey man, if I, what if I can only spend 30 seconds covering this subject, spit it out. What is, what is the thing? You know, it's like, Holy shit! This guy was in this movie, and we you know. I don't. I don't know. I'm just yes. struggling to come up with a very a more specific example. But when you just have the wow moment, um, yeah. No, that, uh, please go ahead. Yeah. Oh no! It's just. I, I, it's funny because it really reminds me of. Um, there's this. Uh, uh, there's this thing. A French philosopher Henry Bergson. 
uh, who I, I have not read much of, but he has this thing that I think is really nice. It's um, he uses like a the metaphor of a melody to talk about information of this uh, and things like that, where it's funny how three notes together, a, me- a three note melody is a different melody than the same three notes with a fourth note at the end. Uh, and then, and the fourth note completely changes the mood of the first three notes. It's not just stacking up a big pile of notes. The previous notes completely are transmuted by the adding of new notes. It's a completely different melody and it has a different mood and a different feeling. And, uh, and, and I feel that the same, there is this qualitative aspect to sync where adding a bunch of quantity can sometimes really change the quality of those wow moments uh, negatively, so to speak, in that sometimes if you have a big video which includes some of those wow moments, but they're drowned with all this other stuff, the wow moments don't actually punch through the screen. They don't speak out uh, because the whole quality of it is changed. Um, be- it, there's like this chemical reaction almost, like the, the adding of new, adding new chemical binds between sinks changes the, the whole color and flavor of the whole thing. There's this weird thing <laughs> to it. I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I again, I this is this is something I'm. So I, I just want to say, I'm 100% agreement, and and I also I don't like how much I have. Again, this is a very personal thing. How much I have developed this sort of um, hesitation. Um, and oh yeah. I think there is a way that sometimes this overemphasis on on editing and being careful and restriction and boundaries of like this is what I'm going to cover and I have to cover it concisely. Sometimes that's so much pressure uh, that it I find it was somewhat paralyzing. And it's just in the last few years, my sort of mindset I've lost. I lost the momentum that I had of eight years of nonstop doing it, which wasn't my greatest work but it was like i was prolific but i wasn't particularly producing anything great now i'm like okay i want to just sit and quietly really think about what i want to say and i'm struggling to say it at all uh because i'm there was something to that spontaneity and I, so this is just mm-hmm. going back to your idea of like you you're in a space where you're moving away from the spontaneity uh, I, I also am, but I, I sort of envy my spontaneous self who was able to be like, fuck it, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So what if no one watches it? You know, it's like, uh, anyway, I, there, there's gotta be a, you know, as in all things, there's gotta be a balance. Um, but I absolutely agree with you that this, uh, I love that fourth note example. That's 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 absolutely every, every other thing that you add is going to 
add more context and then recontextualize your entire piece um, or your mm. entire statement. So that's really fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm in a space where, I, like I said, I just finished this script and I'm sort of trying to sit on it just a little bit before I, um, I, I finished the script. And then I, the other night, two nights ago, I started to record it. And I just felt like, well, maybe it's not exactly right. Um, mm. So, uh, well, yeah, it's, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, it's just because there's something so um, powerful about sync videos sometimes, and that's uh, you know what what you said before about the sync summit um jaws poster and stuff like that like sometimes i've felt and i know i've uh, talked a lot with jordan about this as well that sometimes it feels as if whatever art project especially let's say a sync related art project um i'm involved in will eventually start to speak very clearly about things that that i am either confronting in my life or going to be confronting uh in a similar way that dreams do in the way that you may sort of be dreaming about the stuff that you're confronting but you're not even aware of it because they're un unconscious and then by there's some sometimes like making sometimes it feels like I'm making a sync video, like you said, talking about, let's say, Kurt Russell and um, Jim Carrey and, and actors who seem as if they, they are distanced from me. I'm as if I'm just a scientist uh, studying all these strange little connections and saying, Oh, look, this movie talks about superego issues. That's so interesting. And then two weeks later, I have, big kind of superego issue you know what i mean and and so i feel that in the same way that dream journaling for me has been a very powerful almost like difficult to deal with thing sometimes sync videos they involve you personally so much and they can sometimes almost like uh i don't know what the word is uh intensify or something uh in the same way that psychedelics do they can intensify the the issue that is being brought into awareness by those sinks that they are kind of like a drug i sometimes feel that i can't watch too many sync videos powerful sync videos um and i can't make too many of them because i i can easily sort of like overdose on them uh in some way it, it really mm, i need some time to like digest them and i think that also like for the viewer this issue of taking the viewer into account i'm really wondering about this because like you said we I, I also think we need um figures discussions like terence mckenna like robert anton wilson now that uh you know psychedelics are being legalized and stuff like that i think that there need to be discussions about this about meditation about sync where um what 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 we're doing not not just us as in sync people but like i guess artists in general there is a way in which 
Il y a... I don't know, there is a strange kind of drug-like intensity to some of this stuff. And, and like you said, also the good thing about focusing on the wow moments, for example. I don't know, I don't really want to sort of give like a, one size fits all solution really because that, that's not the thing it's just that that there is some way i think like there is some way like you said that that, that um sometimes mm, there may be a kind of sync video that it's not just that it's not that it doesn't convey the message that you wanted it to and that it's watered down diluted by adding too many syncs sometimes i think also you can make a sync video that's like too intense, uh, not in a good way. Like I've made videos sometimes that are just almost like I can feel my own neurosis in them. They're really like stressed out kind of videos. And I sometimes wonder, you know, what effect can this have on viewers, right? Maybe it, it just, mm, this overabundance of weird syncs, we, we know it, it can, uh, it can stress you out if you're not sort of expecting to to see those kind of connections between things. Um, so I, I don't just know. want to say, yeah, there's like you know, it's there's a reason here that we're kind of dancing around these similar subjects. Is that I've I've always thought of sync the sync mindset as a psychedelic mindset, um, not not a one to one relationship, but that they they are interrelated or at least like can kind of prepare one can prepare you for the other type thing mm -hmm. in the sense of uh, so when you're like oh you feel like you can almost like overdose on this sync video i there's something to that right of like this this can spin you out this can be a uh, too too intense um i also there was a point there where you're like hey uh about <laughs> you didn't use this phrase but processing information taking time to digest so it's almost like if you have this big meal then you need to like stop and digest it and um i used to give this stupid example uh an old podcast but i i stand by it you ever see the movie um oh god lawnmower man yes yeah. <laughs> right. So the dude gets, he goes into the digital realm and he gets all this information and he's becoming like, quote unquote, enlightened or educated or he's increasing his information, his power, all these sorts of things. And mm. he gets like, just give me more, just give me more. And the Pierce Brosnan scientist dude is like, hey, man, you really need to like fucking chill out because, yes, you have learned all this stuff, but you have taken zero time to think. Think about what it means to process that information, to chew it over, to digest it, to fucking contemplate the implications. And that's really important part of this puzzle. And that like line from this fucking movie, this dumbass, <laughs> not very good movie, really has stuck with me throughout my whole sync experience because it does feel like there are times where like, I get these like massive cosmic downloads of information or this epiphany that I, I feel like I have to share or I have to integrate right away and it's like 
hold the fuck up. Like, that's big. That's a big thing. Um, yeah. So, you know, for me, taking a few years off, basically between 2016 and 2019, I don't know where, uh, you know, sort of in in there, just re- totally adjusting to rebuilding my life and my own, you know, personal finances, my own personal relationships, all these sorts of things, like focusing on me and, you know, processing some of the the, the hardships and some of the realizing what was important, what wasn't, what did I actually want out of this experience was so essential to me um, to have that time and really think about it and come back to this material with very fresh eyes. Um, And I know you just did this for, you know, maybe a few months where you're like, hey, I kind of need to pull back a little bit. I just want to say that's really healthy. And um, I... I just want you to know that I I totally support you and and anybody who feels like, hey, I need to fucking pull back a little bit Um, from even from my personal experience. It's really, really valuable. Um, Yeah. 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 It can really feel sometimes, like you say, that 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 certain downloads, certain insights really like need to be materialized and shared but um but there is something in that like you said that can lead to this lawnmower man style greed of like ah. yeah not only like i'm realizing recently that there was an aspect in the way i treated videos that was also slightly um competitive maybe in the sense that i felt that if i watched some obscure 80s movie and i saw a bunch of weird stuff in it i thought oh i need to make a video about this before anyone else does (laughs) i think there was a part in me uh where it's like yeah like like i i need to be like the first person to 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 talk about this and, and stuff like that and it it's weird because it um it's not like I, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that kind of like uh play in a sense it's kind of like a game but it didn't leave space for collaboration mm. where sometimes I, I would like i would avoid talking about the film with anyone else or sharing it because i thought you know i don't want anyone else to have sinks about this film you know i i, I want to be <laughs> this weird like ego th- trip i don't know um and i think that it, it, it that kind of thing is uh is strengthened by, by the, the yeah by the the by the lawnmower man style of uh just consuming without reflecting yeah it's strange. I think, yeah i see this <laughs> i see this example um so just to say again i'm not trying to mm. exclude my I, I think i've hopefully i've been very clear of including myself and criticizing my own my own actions here oh yeah, yeah. but i i do want to say i think there is less danger 
when it comes to producing a video because producing a video even if it's the fastest you know most spontaneous video there is a process of distillation happening there like literally the process of recording your voice putting a video over it uploading mm. thinking of a description of the thing blah 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 even the fastest thing has that those steps involved that require just time being put into it um whereas i see say like the facebook style of sync exploration is like posting a link going like hey look um bats yeah here's bats you know here's fucking blah 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 and then you just post uh, seven links about these other things that are related to that or, or tangentially related. And A, the me coming to those synchronicities, it's very hard for me to give a shit of like, okay, you're just spewing, you're just spewing like you, basically your news feed, you're just fucking spewing your news feed into my face. And I don't really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, secondly, you as the poster have barely processed this information because you're already on to the next fucking thing. I see, again, I'm not sure he's hypercritical. I just, I see certain people who post 90 things a day and how much have they sat with any of those synchronicities? How much, like if, even if it's a true synchronicity and not just their fucking newsfeed in some neurotic oversharing how let's say it's a really great synchronicity you had a wow moment in there but how much time did you spend processing that wow moment um yeah 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 absolutely again i'm not trying to like single anyone out i'm not trying anything it's just like i i've really i I think this is a dangerous trend of just the, the social media version of it um if and this was true fucking 10 years ago with the Twitter version of, you know, I would see, uh, so let's say, uh, go back to a Jake Kata or, or those that, that sort of school of synchronicity research. And you'd see here's Jake and he's tweeting 97 things a day. This is his, like, again, his, like it's this spewing. And then maybe he does a video or a blog post once a month. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in that sense, you have at least this, here's the real-time, neurotic, like, uncensored, this is what I'm, right now I'm looking at bats, right now I'm looking at the color orange, right now I'm thinking about Charlize Theron, right now I'm thinking about fucking whatever. And it's like, well, all right, dude. But then at the end of the month, he makes this video where he combines all those things, really distills it down, what, what were the wow moments what were the things that really stuck with him? And then suddenly he turns into this alchemical transformation of like, hey, I've distilled this down to this is what I have to say on this subject. This is the thing, this is the statement or the the mandala, et cetera, et cetera, whatever phrasing you want to use. There's something really valuable, it would seem, in that. So, um, yeah, I just, my point there would be Yes, I'm not immune to this. Yes, you are not immune to this. No one is. 
but I do feel like the creation of any product, any media product that you can share with someone else is, is an act of distillation. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I love, for me, I love making artwork around synchronicity is because when I'm not making the artwork, it's just in my brain spinning around. <laughs> when I have to yeah. turn into a video, I'm like, okay, it, it is forcing me to digest this information. It is forcing me to really, um, you know, ha have that integration moment uh, or, or, or any of those things. So just wanted to throw that into the mix. There's no, no absolutes here, obviously. Zero absolutes. So I just wanted to throw that into the mix. <laughs> no, it, it's funny how I, 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 I really like what you said about making a video already implies spending some time. Um, it's as if making a video already has a, a little bit of an alone moment. You have to be alone with the script and with the ideas, even if it's yeah, unscripted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's, it's as if, yeah, social media allows for a, an instant, you can share like the quick notes that you took. Um, but, but the video is like, uh, it, it has, it's funny. It, 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 it's almost as if until the moment you publish the video, everything that you're doing is something completely private. You're making something extremely private and personal because you're having to spend some time with these, with these um, emotions and, and thoughts that you're having. And then once you feel that they've... Uh, coalesced into something you share it i it's funny yeah it, it, it um i don't know no I, I agree when i see that kind of um social media approach to sync and and again yeah like I, i've done that and it almost it it really makes me feel this thing of like it's such an intense barrage of syncs of of information that it feels as if it's trying to break out of its own medium it's it's as if the feeling i had with youtube of like holy shit i'm making so many videos that it almost seems as if i'm trying to push youtube until it breaks it almost feels as if i'm trying to get um like water to boiling point so that it transforms into steam. Like I want it to change state and become something completely different like steam. And it's as if I, I like in the case of, in my case with YouTube, it felt like, oh, right. Actually what I wanted to do was, was sort of push myself to be more social. And I was pushing via YouTube, but it, it's as if, and with the social media sync, I, I feel something similar as if it, um, it's like this sort of <laughs> classic kind of psychoanalysis thing where someone can like have repressed their 
uh, I don't know, the classic Freudian one, <laughs> which comes to mind with all its sort of problems and implications, just like um, if you've repressed your desire for uh, giving uh, oral sex to to a man, to, like uh, there's this case of Freud's where one of his patients is, um, there is some sort of, I don't know how he reaches the conclusion, but I like the example as an image of someone who's smoking a lot of cigarettes, but in a way that seems to imply that the smoking of the cigarette is slightly sexual. And then it suggests that um, actually the cigarettes are not satisfying the the desire that they're trying to meet because the the desire itself is repressed, right? So it, it's as if with YouTube, something similar was happening where I was trying to smoke YouTube videos like crazy because I didn't know that actually what I wanted to do was something different, <laughs> you know? And um, for sure, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's do interesting. You, so do you, <laughs> no, I mean that's it's uh, great. But do you, do you feel like uh, do you feel like you you can identify what the thing you'd prefer to do is? Oh well, I mean, in a sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just this um, intimacy, I guess, in, in general, like uh, just, yeah, sex, having a um, more of a, um, a healthy relationship with socializing, uh, not being so afraid of it, and being more of myself when I'm doing it, uh, because it's it, it's funny, you can be kind of, you can make yourself think that you're not afraid of socializing because, like, look at me, I'm socializing a lot, I'm spending a lot of time with people. But actually, if I'm not actually, you know, being myself, if I'm not actually speaking my mind, then how much am I actually socializing? You know, I'm not actually giving the other people, I'm not treating the other people respectfully in a sense, I'm not treating them as, as actual people. Uh, it's again this sort of a way of um, not being yourself and therefore not really considering the interaction you're having with the other person as actually real. I don't know. All sorts of stuff. I mean, yeah, for me, it was definitely stuff relating to intimacy and uh, society, uh, community in some way. And uh and it's funny i mean yeah i i definitely for me it's pretty freudian like i could definitely tell that like making a lot of youtube videos was like my way of having sex or something <laughs> like oh it can definitely be or or um I, I find that a lot of this material can be very like masturbatory like it's especially if it's like hey this is me staring into this abyss and and obsessing over it and working it over it's if it's if it's a very solitary act um or and and, and, I, don't, and I don't put any judgment mm -hmm. on that i mean c certainly not mm -hmm. uh, but just to say like there's something it's almost like uh the distinction i'm trying to make is to say that the very solitary creative act can be masturbatory where you're looking for an actual engagement with someone, which you which you really want is to have sex. Again, using these yeah. as metaphors is to say, like you're really looking to engage with someone on that level, 
and and you're not being satisfied because you're not doing that. You're still just still you alone with your thoughts or with these synchronicities or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. I just to say again, like a different perspective here, but like I'm I'm understanding you because I'm coming at this differently. Is to say that I so I right so I spent all those years being like sync book and always record and all this sort of shit where I'm like, I'm constantly every day I'm talking to someone about synchronicity or conspiracies or magic or esotericism, philosophy, whatever the fuck. So these are like, seem like really normal conversations. And then I go back to working in the public and I'm like, Oh, I can't have any of these conversations. Right. And, uh, there was something where the, sync stuff had become so my normal that I forgot how to like talk to people out in the world who aren't familiar with this stuff. And I had to, um, yeah, I just sort of relearn a lot of my social engagements and interactions and, uh, and, you know, and I think at times being resentful that I couldn't have these real conversations. Like, he's like, hey, what is the point of being having social interactions if you're not being yourself? And I almost felt like, well, if I can't talk about these things, then I'm not being myself. And I had a lot of resentment there. And I realized after a while, I was like, well, they don't have to be into the same subject I'm in or whatever. There are there are ways to have these actual intimate social interactions without them being intellectual or, or, uh, heady is probably a better word. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah, so it's just, uh, I, I totally understand where you're coming from in this, this, you know, some of this material of just trying to understand what the, where these boundaries are, what you're searching for, um, that's really that's just so interesting like uh i i find i found myself and again i don't want i'm I'm not trying to uh give advice because i think we're coming from different perspectives in this i just so to say is that i found myself it was so in the sync world and then i went back into social interactions and found that i couldn't do it and at first i was frustrated then i figured out how to have meet people on their level and like, Hey, what are you into? And, and try and actually care about what they're saying and all that sort of stuff. And then also realizing, yeah. well, I still need an outlet for my, uh, the thing I'm into. And I, you know, reconnecting with people over the last year or two, um, to say, Hey, I, I still need an outlet for this thing that I yeah. do still really care about. And, um, I'm not getting that in the social sphere uh, and returning to this. So it's again, just a sort of um, dancing around some of these same subjects. So I uh, just, just uh, saying uh, ultimately saying a ton of, ton of sympathy for where you're at and um, you know, just trust, trust yourself and, and whatever, whatever you're feeling, you know, just feeling around these subjects, uh, I I trust you to navigate it, you know, to the best Mm. of your ability. Yeah. 
No, it's funny. This is such an important um, thing, I think, the issue of um, not taking an interest in, in other people's interests, uh, taking them seriously. I, I think that I had gotten myself into a state of mind uh, where it felt as if I could, I had sort of convinced myself that somehow mm, I could only have an, a, a true, honest, intimate connection with someone if they like shared all of my interests in synchronicity. You know, I'd gone into this ludicrous sort of uh, state of mind, which is weirdly solipsistic. It's as if I was saying that I could only have intimacy if I met someone who is essentially the same as me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I think that this mindset I it just kind of broke uh, because I started meeting people that had completely different opinions than me, uh, completely different interests, and and who didn't share my interests, and still m- magically, <laughs> in a way that I hadn't fully felt before there were moments of intimacy, there were connections, and th- there were sort of relationships, s- society. And I realized, holy shit, like, I had really deluded myself into a strange solipsistic uh, thing there, where y- y- you, I mean, the whole point of politics, I think, is to, to is not for everyone to have the same opinion, right? That's like, <laughs> that, like the, sure. the funny thing is, I mean, in the sense of like that, I I think I had gotten into this almost totalitarian mind state of like everyone needs to see that synchronicity is real. Uh, everyone needs to be interested in it. Some sort of silly ideas like that. And yeah, it's nice can to I, get out of I that. Throw, yeah. Oh, it's it sure <laughs> yeah. is. Can I can I throw one note in there though? Mm. Um, Yes, and I don't. I don't, I don't want to. Proje- I don't want to project my experience mm-hmm. onto yours again. I really don't want to do that. But just, just to say, I, I did, in my sort of reintegrating, in the last few years, um, something I noticed was almost. Uh, I this film. There was. I went through a phase where it was almost like, well, because now my way of thinking is so in the minority again and I want to respect that people have I instead of me forcing my opinion on people I almost found myself like apologizing for my point of view or mm. um or again sort of like being less willing to bring it up so um I found myself almost self-censoring of like well I need, and it was, it was with these good intentions of, I don't want to force my point of view on people and, and I'm trying to be more tolerant and, and, and understanding of these other mindsets and blah, blah, blah. And then I did that for a while. And then I sort of, again, this is maybe an asshole losing the lesson here, but I sort of came to a point where I was like, all right, well, I've spent a year listening to all of you guys tell me what you're thinking and clearly you're not thinking very deeply about any of this stuff. And I got to go back to, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going back to my computer. Oh uh, yeah. 
you know, it's like, all, all right, so basically, you know, the, the world, <laughs> the world of materialist reductionist atheists is is a very small one, and um, I found myself tr trying to share people's spaces, but those spaces ultimately were too small for me to fit in comfortably and I found myself reducing myself again uh, I want to just so this is such tricky language it's it's I don't I don't mean this from a judgmental way but uh, you know that, what's that like uh, Shakespearean like um, there is more there is more to this world than is dreamed of in your philosophy type thing well mm -hmm. if if someone is existing in a philosophy that is three foot by three foot room and I'm existing in a philosophy that's a nine foot by nine foot room for me to regularly engage with them means constantly it felt it started to feel like it, it was me shrinking myself down to meet them in their space yeah and um again that it's not coming from a place of judgment just to say like ultimately I found that I was very unsatisfied with constantly having to be smaller than I truly am. So, so um, maybe we're, we're both sort of saying here, like you said, hey, what's the point of being social if you can't be yourself? That was a lesson I, that was the sort of thing that I'm expressing here where I was like, I really tried to keep meeting people on their ground so often that I felt like I couldn't be myself. And, and, what I think just in the last year or so for me, so uh, uh, I hit this, um, what I think was a pretty good middle ground is by re-engaging with some people through synchronicity and, you know, online conversation and having that outlet to like remind myself that like, no, 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 like I'm not crazy. I'm not this small minded person. I'm, I'm actually can be a multitude of ideas and reminding myself that that was okay, and that not only was that okay, but that that was something that I was passionate about, uh, it allowed me to then step back into this space and be like, hey, cool, uh, I don't have to be a three-foot room to meet you there. I can still be in my nine-foot room. And I'm, oh God, it sounds like it implies a hierarchy, but I, I hope you get what I mean, is just to say like... Yes. Uh, trying basically maintaining my self-identity while meeting someone with their self-identity and not bringing judgment to it but also not lessening myself to do it and it's, it's this very tricky balance but it's like i'm not judging you i'm not i'm not trying to be better than you i'm not anything however i'm still maintaining grounded in who i am and I want to meet I want to meet you as my true self, rather rather than pretending I'm, I'm someone else or just pretending that's not a part of me. And it's a, it's a tricky balance sometimes, but that's uh, an experience I, I've had, and I just wanted to sh sort of share. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I'm trying to be a little more open in general about my interests because I'm. It, it 
like saying, hey, you know, I have a YouTube channel and I make videos about weird things. And uh, and maybe to try to be a little bit more sincere in how important it is to me, because in the past, sometimes I had shared some of this stuff, but trying to accommodate myself to the, let's say, the atheist mindset by saying, oh, you know, it's just a joke and it's all very postmodern and it's all very um, psycho psychological uh, you know, and, 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 and there's something like, I mean, it's weird. Sync. The, 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 it, it really is like a, I don't know, like a sexual orientation or something. I'm saying this cause like I've had my own sort of, uh, issues and it's, it's part of the thing I'm ongoing thing with like, uh, kind of integrating my own attraction to men which is something that has been like a weird sort of uh roller coaster ride throughout my life of not really knowing how to integrate it uh because of all sorts of weird things and Anyway, basically, sort of struggles with homosexuality and, sure. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and stuff and stuff like that. And in in some interesting way, uh, I've always found sync and maybe just kind of like a mystical orientation to be something very similar for me. In that it's something that you can really keep in the closet. At least I've kept it in the closet mm. in this mm. in exactly the same way. In that, like like coming out societal someone. norms yeah oh god yeah i totally could see that like uh, like yeah but then no, let just, me like, just say i i yeah I, I really see i see the comparison there but i just i just want to express real quick is to say mm. if you're experiencing both of those things both the sink mm. as this meta you know metaphorical like hey i'm not not feeling comfortable with society accepting me as who i am for that reason and for for sexual reasons and etc uh that's <laughs> i'm sure that's a compounds into something quite difficult so yeah it, it i guess yeah it's funny it it, it kind of um it's 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 funny because like it it it's intense and at the same time i i found that um each struggle helps the other to um express itself in that I, in some weird way my allowing myself to be more openly honest about my homosexuality which has been something fairly <laughs> recent uh, is has come sort of in synchrony with the allowing myself to be more open around other people with yeah hey i have weird precognitive dreams and i believe in strange things and stuff like that like it it's as if both things have uh, um come out at the same time uh in some strange way uh and it's also interesting because uh the so this thing about the the uh, returning to to the sync community or sort of uh, you know how adapting yourself to other people can be so stifling um absolutely i i feel that that there is 
really realistically there are very few places in my physical world environment where i could have an in-depth conversation about the mystical meaning of kung fu panda or something you know like the, the or of that's any that's a great movie. one though that's a great that's a great fucking movie there <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> exactly like i've i've been sort of like I, I realize, and I, maybe it's what, what happened to you as well, that after a while, I realize, wow, I really, every movie I watch, like, I, you need a place to, to talk about and share about these things, because otherwise, you feel like you're an alien in the movie theater, like, as if, you know, all of your friends around you haven't really seen the same movie you have or something, <laughs> you, you don't know how to... Um, deal with that in a sense. Like I think that 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 the internet in this case, at the moment, seems to me to be really, yeah, one of the only places I know where that kind of discussion is possible. So so definitely, I I I think that I I'm not going to exercise it from my life <laughs> yet. <laughs> Like as as I kind of fantasized with, I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna just be myself out in the flesh world, a hundred percent." But like, even if I—that's the thing. Even if it wasn't a problem, even if I wasn't afraid of being open, it's just a question of of actual interest. Like, imagine you actually tell someone, "Hey, I think that these movies are have." this this and that mystical property and maybe they're super cool with it and they're like oh okay like i don't see it this way but that's cool that you do and and so the initial kind of traumatic coming out of the closet is overcome well once you've overcome that step they may not want to hear you talk about that movie for two hours you know <laughs> so so just right. the... respect and respect that they don't want to hear that <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I always thought that the main problem was the coming out of the closet problem, but but no, really, like I think it's just that, you know, as with any kind of interest, really, like if I'm interested in gardening or and <laughs> bicycles or something, like you're you're gonna, uh, it's it's a mix of being open about it and and not. Uh, yeah, well, it, yeah, it's this mix, <laughs> especially with sync. That 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 really, uh, there are very few places to talk about this, and that, like you said earlier, making a video about this stuff is like the solitary aspect of it is so good as well. That that there is a weird way in which sometimes sync it can benefit from a conversation with another person, but it can also just benefit from. A solitary art making video making kind of thing which is something that you can't get by actually talking to someone i don't know I think, it's a weird one <laughs> yeah i think ultimately you know what i'm getting from what you're saying is you know we're, we're people who struggle with um sort of the polarization of our world and being you know uh, needing having fluid needs 
or even steam needs you know go, your 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 example of these different states of matter it's um we might even have steam needs but uh before we can even get there we have to discuss the fluid needs in a solid world you know so mm-hmm. um where yeah. we're having these this this polarization where it's like well i don't know how to be myself out in public while at the same time wanting to engage my interests and my passions and be true to that self but then respecting others and it's like oh i realize that i realize that you can be this whole multitude of uh, of things that you could say hey i can i can be both social and personal i can share my interests but also not overshare or force someone into my point of view i can be respectful of their opinions without shifting my own i can um mm. you know uh engage my sexuality uh both both personally and and with others um and explore explore what you're feeling there uh being being comfortable doing so these are there is no one size fits all there is no that's what I'm saying, like this, this fluidity of, of needs. Um, there, you said earlier this one, you know, there's no one size fits all. And that's, I think, ultimately what this comes down to is like we're society, either society or, or our own insecurities keep trying to force us into a very single state ice cube tray of like, this is what, you know, this is the shape to take and we're, um, feeling the need to break free yeah. from that and and explore, and I think even we're so conditioned by solid state awareness is that even breaking free, it often feels like I have to break free from one state into this other polarized state. Well, okay, if I'm, you know, if I'm. I don't want to be just alone in, you know, my thoughts at home. Then that means, I guess, I go out in public and be this other person. It's like, no, okay. It's, again, just not an either or. You can bring aspects of both and um, be this much more uh, fluid creature. And I think that's really, really important. And I'm, I'm glad that you're, that, we're, that we are having this conversation and... Um, seemingly both trying to figure out how to be authentic and true while still engaging with all of these these other things that are uh, outside of ourselves and and uh, finding a healthy way to do so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no it's it's important yeah it's very mm. Uh, I wish you uh, the, the absolute best luck in in that continuing process, and I hope you know. So, just to say, I, I'm um, my my job was supposed to open a week ago, uh, so I thought I was going to sort of be disappearing uh, for a little bit because that's going to consume me. I am prepared to be devoured by what does it mean to reopen a bar in coronavirus age? And it sounds like yeah. it's going to be a, a bit of a, a mess, but. Um, uh, just to say, yeah. I, you know, I was sort of like, I don't know what my time is going to look like coming up, 
but I I did uh, the, my city, so like the, my state, they just oh, released all these restrictions, but then my city in particular extended it by two weeks. So, uh, the last minute, they extended it by two weeks. So um, I'm around for the right. next week, uh, very much so. And then after that, I'll have a little stricter schedule, but I'll still be around. And I just want to say is that if you ever want to talk, whether that's recorded or off the record or anything, um, I would happily uh, be here. I love talking to you, and um, I just want you to know that awesome. you can always feel free to reach out. Um, <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I would love to. Yeah, cool. No, I, I would love to talk again. Yeah, like I think that there's, there's so many little um, branches in this conversation that that um, could be explored. <laughs> you know for like sure yeah 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 terence mckenna like this uh, a lot of things like that i would love to to talk about yeah um more, more like in depth <laughs> yeah so awesome um and also I don't, I don't know if this is uh presumptuous or not but just to say and i'll, I'll maybe i'll snip this off or whatever but um so just to say if what you were expressing oh, as far as like coming to terms with sexuality and and this at the same time mm. i thought back to um a good friend of mine uh, do you, are you familiar with uh michael shot he has runs yeah. a blog called gosporn yes i've i've always wanted to check his blog more i i i think i i must have seen a few posts back in the day when i discovered the 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 whole sync community, but I, I'm sadly not not super familiar with with him or his work. Yeah, but well, I was happy same, to that see. Was the, yeah. That was the whole point of his blog was, you know, mm -hmm. basically um, he he's uh, he's got a, you know he's a few years older than us, but um, he's uh, so he is already sort of how should I say like he's already you know, living, he was always so living a homosexual lifestyle, but still, as he described in his blog, was saying like, hey, I'm still coming to terms with this because he was raised so strictly Christian and was sort of seen as this negativity. And so he was like, even as someone who's been living this lifestyle and is obviously very comfortable in his skin in, a, in certain ways, was still found himself that that was so rooted in his day-to-day struggles as mental like just coming to terms with what does this mean how can and like again this this idea of this or that because he said he for many years spent time was like well then if i'm if i was a christian then i wasn't allowed to be gay but then once i was gay with that does that mean i wasn't allowed to be a christian and right. coming to terms with like yeah. saying like hey how do i still be a spiritual being while still being a sexual being and yeah, uh, that was the whole sort of essence of what he was exploring there. Um, plus, you know, synchromistic uh, silliness. So um, it's just, just to say he's someone who is uh, a great writer and a, and a really wonderful person. And it's someone that just to say, I just want to sort of point you in his direction to say, like, for me, I have um, found a lot of it, I was I'm just to say I'm was not raised strictly religious and uh, I don't consider myself homosexual, but I 
still take immense value from what he's describing because just sexuality is weird enough as it is, you know, like to, to, yeah. to, to be a sexual being of any orientation has a slew of neuroses around it. Um, oh, yeah. And to, <laughs> and to be a spiritual being of any denomination has a slew of things around it. So I just found tremendous value in his work of, hey, this is how do we rectify or um, where where can we find overlap instead of the falling into the trap of the either or? How do we have this spectrum and integration of sexuality plus spirituality? Uh, and these are, you know, just vague, broad terms, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it's something I've 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 put a lot of thought into, and I I um I just yeah, yeah I just want to sort of throw throw him out there as a no awesome thank you actually because like I I would love to revisit uh, his blog yeah because um I I I, I the, the, there's so many like um he's he's one of the the sync people sort of that i remember sort of hearing his name and stuff but but never fully acquainting myself with with his work and um no i i would i think uh i would really like to yeah i'm i because i completely i that's such an interesting question exactly because i think that sexuality and then sync and the way how you can you, like yeah the way they they intertwine i mean it it really uh <laughs> it's really strange yeah um so i'm glad there's someone who 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 uh has has done sort of thought thought deeply about um that in the area of homosexuality i, I i'm i'm happy that that exists i, I really want to check that blog out again <laughs> and I just want to, you know, just totally, I, I want to ask this question with, um, mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong answer here is I appreciate that you were honest with me in this conversation and you were, you know, we, we, I feel like we had a really very real conversation. I just want to say, since this is being recorded, do you feel comfortable with this part of this, com you know, like with, with that aspect of this conversation being public, do you want that private yes. and you can think about that um no i i think i would i'm comfortable with with it being part of the of the public podcast yeah i i think that um this is something i'm really i'm wanting to i don't know i i i feel like i would like to be more open or open about my sexuality in in my youtube videos and stuff like that because i've realized that a lot of my sync work and a lot of my stuff is directly related to it and all throughout my videos i constantly just like avoid the issue mm. and i feel mm. that i i've really felt that for me and also like for socially in some sense right that that it's um i i really think that i would i would like to uh anyway yeah it, it, basically i i would like to be more uh 
open about this in general i think that it's it's um yeah definitely <laughs> i think yeah. it's important for me yeah i so, totally see it again it's it's that it's that uh trying to figure out how to be authentically you in every space you can be right um mm. and that's yeah uh, yeah that's that's amazing it's like uh I have, oh, one last thing I wanted to uh, uh, say is um, this somewhat off top, but you, you mentioned like the states, the like the the states of you said you used the phrase steam, um, and mm, yeah. Do, have you ever seen? There's a documentary called The Mindscape of Alan Moore. Oh man, I think I must have. Uh, uh, oh right. Oh wow, yeah, I'm just I'm getting goosebumps. Uh I think I I I remember what you're referring to here. I I need to rewatch that. He has yeah. an amazing metaphor, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's something about that metaphor that like it brought back this memory of like I really I uh, the more that we're, we're sort of used like you brought that up and the more I've sort of tried to use that same metaphor um in this conversation, I'm like reminded of him using that metaphor. And it just, it feels really, really, really apt for uh, not only um, describing uh, a spectrum, it's not even so much about even like a hierarchy, right? It's just, it's it's describing a spectrum. And um, yeah, it's, it's just really, really interesting. I just, I find myself, really latching on to that as, as a, as a fascinating aspect of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I remember I, I loved his idea of, um, I, what was it? Something like, uh, culture is turning into steam. I don't know, but like, yeah, um... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not retaining the whole quote in my head either. Um, but exactly, he was like uh, basically like saying, with I think I think it was in reference to like information, and you know internet and those. I, I think it had a sort of technological aspect to it. I could be wrong, um, but that sus- mainstream society is really trying to keep us reduced to this sort of one state of being, and the way that's that humanity like the way we live our life is progressing in such a way both spiritually technology etc that like those models don't really apply any longer because we're we are becoming this other uh, form of society this other form of consciousness uh, the way the ways in which we relate to everything i'm I'm putting a lot of extra Mm -hmm. words in there i'm sure like i said I'm, i'm forgetting his his quote but it was just uh it's been playing over in the back of my mind while you, while we've been talking i've been trying to remember what he said about it and i just sort of wanted to see if you remembered either yeah no i'll i'll i think what trips me out about that idea is that it's um sometimes i can forget that quantity can imply a change of state in this like you can't make water 
increase heat eternally like mm. it turns into steam and sometimes like with a lot of the stuff we've been saying with sync videos and stuff like that sometimes it's like i feel as if like in the issue of adding i i mean it, it, yeah i i'm it's hard to even organize this thought but just how um sometimes putting a lot of something into something or applying a lot of heat into something doesn't just it it, it it's easy to forget that it it implies a, a change of state mm. um yeah i i'm I, hard to know how to <laughs> right and I, i'm, a, now I'm yeah. again thinking of like the the implications because you know uh again it's like in one terms it's easy to think of it as like a hierarchy of like oh that's like an El, uh, an elevated state or something, but like not necessarily, you know, if you're trying to, your example of the sink video is if you make it steam, you know, think about cooking. It's like you're cooking and then suddenly you know, all that water boils off and you can't, you haven't contained it, then you're losing some of what you were trying to convey, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. But yeah, then there's, yeah. you know, I'm also thinking of like other iterations of that of like applying pressure there's the classic like coal into a diamond or something right like uh which again is it has this implication of an improvement but um just to say like yeah you you can only put so much into a system before you end up sh changing it and uh that's it's, it's there i feel like there's an important lesson in there or or multiple lessons in there somewhere yeah yeah Uh, all right. Well, that's that's fucking interesting. <laughs> I left me on to chew. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, like I said, just know that I'm here, and even if it's you know um, Facebook Messenger or whatever, and you just want to reach out, uh, know know that I'm here, and I um I'm happy to talk anytime. And uh, awesome. We'll do this again uh, sometime soon. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. No, that'd be yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> oh, man, well, I'm really glad I got to talk to you today. And uh, yes, I too. hope you're doing. Yeah. I hope you're, you know, as sort of life is shifting around you, that you're, uh, that you're doing well, and you got good people around you, and it sounds mm -hmm. that way. So I'm really glad to hear that. Yes. Yeah. No. And and uh, yeah. I, I I hope. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I hope these these next few weeks are okay for you as well. And yeah. Let's see if the 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 bar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm still still sort of chewing chewing that over. Also, just like, what am I? Is that? Yeah, you know, is that what I want? What's I don't know. Is that what I want to return to? Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, uh, something to just something to say is. Um, I, I, we can't do this today, but next time we talk, keep this in mind. Uh, something I'd really like to talk to you about is um, video games, because I know you're into video games. <laughs> and, yes. Um, I really want to explore some of that, because uh, I have, re I mean, recently being the last few years, um, I, went, I went for years and years and years where I didn't fuck with video games, and then I just 
in the last few years have gotten back into that space. And um, there's a lot of interesting, not only um, metaphors there and, and things to like examine from like a, you know, synchronistic perspective, but uh, also just like from a creative perspective, like I want to uh, explore where the, the some of those lessons can be applied into what we're what we're working on and things like that so oh man absolutely that's yeah that's like uh i i completely agree i think there is so much to talk about with video games in in regards to sync and um yeah like you say more sort of meta medium is the message kind of things of like what the video game is doing and yeah <laughs> yeah allowing for interaction and all that sort of stuff yeah cool all right well uh keep that in mind I'd, i would love to love to pursue that awesome yes me too <laughs> all right man have a great day cool. okay yes you too awesome right. thanks, thanks. Be well. bye